Welcome, my friends, to Next Level Change Success, a change conversation for leaders, project and change practitioners for today and tomorrow. My name is Therese Perez of MyVirtualChangeManager.com and I'm an experienced change and project professional, a people leader with many years of experience in the industry. I love business and I love the people side of business especially. So nothing lights me up more than seeing people use change management, project management and strong change leadership to engage, motivate and inspire people and ultimately transform organisations. If you've heard about change management and have no idea of what it involves, then you're in the right place. If you know about change management, what you want to take your practices to the next level, then this is where you should be. I'm going to share the stories of my experiences, interview some fantastic people, and I'm going to explore all of the challenges and opportunities that you face in organizations right now. So please join me and let's go and have some fun. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Next Level Change Success. My name is Therese Perez, and I'm the founder of MyVirtualChangeManager.com. I'd like to acknowledge that I'm recording on Tharawal country today and pay my respects to the traditional owners and custodians on the land on which I am recording and to elders both past, present, and emerging. So today we're talking about why is change important? And this seems to be a topic that I want to talk about because it's obvious to me being a change practitioner, being a change consultant. I know why many people have brought me on to particular programs, particular projects, especially when you're showing the impact that you can have from a practice perspective, but that doesn't necessarily initiate the conversation in the first place. So let's talk about change, why it's important in organizations, why it's important, especially at this point in time and becoming more and more important around building change capability in organizations, just generally for leaders, having leaders who can manage change well and implement change well with their teams. And the first why and response to why is because of the pace. So we are in an information age, the pace of change is faster than it's ever been before. The requirements and pressures on organizations are greater than they've ever been before. The economic pressures due to post-COVID, just to the political climates across uh, countries, and this is seen globally. So more change is required, more frequent change is required, adaptability is required, and innovation because of the information age is increasing more and more, which requires more change. The economic pressures require more efficiency in organizations, which require change, requires change. The digital environment, the uh, aware, more awareness about AI and the impacts of AI, the positive impacts of AI when working with that type of technology, the next wave of digital evolution as a result of that will re- result in more change. Change is ironically the one constant in organizations and therefore the ability to manage change within organizations is increasing as a preferred skill set. Someone who can bring in transformation, change, lead it, implement it well, change management officers, project program management officers to provide visibility around change. And this big debate that I have blogged on a number of times, whether is there such a thing as business as usual anymore? 
there doesn't seem to be any stability in organizations anymore. Everything is always going through change. And if it is lagging in going through a transformation process, it's only a matter of time until someone basically starts to go to that area of the organization and say, we need to look at the way things are working here if uh, change hasn't already come through. But let's also talk about some stats and facts in relation to this. And I know, you know the statistic landscape and you know, people proving things up statistically, I think one of the, the biggest things is that as a change manager or a change practitioner, and a, I mean a good change practitioner comes into your program, they're going to show the value that they can add through delivering, measuring, playing back to sponsors around the behavioral change and then continuity in relation to commitment to the change resource. Working onto pieces of work or being applied to pieces of work is going to make all the difference. Over time, you build up your change knowledge bank and it helps around being able to implement the right processes, the right techniques, interventions, it shows and starts to build up cultural intelligence within the organization about what works, what doesn't work, and you can leverage more and more. So just like any skill or any sort of practice you do, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's eating healthy, like the more that you do it, the more results you see. And so continuity and continual commitment to resourcing appropriately from a change perspective Uh, recruiting good talent in that space, getting the fundamentals in place, so visibility around the projects taking place across the organisation, and that might be happening as a result of a PMO, a program management office, or a project management office that you have in your organisation. But by building on those key fundamentals, you are going to reap the rewards over time, and you certainly will get immediate reward when you go to implement your projects or programs initially as well. There are a couple of things around stats I will touch on. So a 2020 study by the Association for Change Management Professionals found that organisations investing in professional change management practices see a six to one return on investment. Six to one, six times. Now, typically when you invest in something, you want to, you know, I spend a dollar, I want to get at least two in return, maybe three, but a six to one return through you're going to see better efficiencies around not just the delivery of the program and the people impacts, you're going to see the program in general more than likely perform better because of having a changed person on that program. And why? And it's really because the change manager tends to provide a good point of tension, whether it's liked or not, with the project manager around risk management. So if a project manager is looking at the delivery piece and making sure that they're on time and they're keeping to their costs and oftentimes PMs are very focused on that. They want to provide good news to their sponsors at all times. There's a bias towards that. A good program manager or a good project manager won't have that bias. They will actually be making sure that they're objectively reporting areas of risk and supporting the organization to manage that risk and their sponsors to manage that risk as well. If that's not the case, and if the bias from a a personal perspective is I want to tell a good story because I want to look good, then the change manager is a good counterweight to that. 
because they're always looking at the effectiveness. You know, is this at risk because of that we're not engaging stakeholders well enough on the design? Are we seeing that there's uh, issues coming up through testing that basically the sponsor needs to be aware of? And so sometimes that creates a healthy tension. Sometimes it goes into unhealthy tension. But most of the time, if you get a good partnership between your project manager and your change manager, then you're going to see a really well-performing program through not just to the go live and the delivery, but beyond and sustainable change, embedment, handover, all of those key elements will be actioned accordingly and have a great outcome for the organization. So that's really the crux of when project managers and change managers are working well together, but the return on investment that an organization is going to get. Typically, if you have an IT program as such and you don't have change on it, you are going to see an inevitable car crash and further investment. You're going to see a tirade of feedback from stakeholders who all of a sudden have this system implemented with a big risk of the system solution not meeting the needs of the business, which is the worst outcome. And you do see that on digital transformation or technology transformation, that is the main driver for change and has been historically because of issues with uh, IT related programs when they've been implemented. And then you need to have a look at the bigger environment currently around the COVID pandemic, the fallout from that, the shift to digitization as a result of that to enable whether it be a remote workforce or connection and hybrid ways of working. But that was done in such a very short period of time that there's a lot of cleanup to happen from a change perspective and possibly more reform that needs to happen within your IT systems environment because everything was done so hard and fast uh, in response to the pandemic that now it's time to unpack that and actually put in sustainable digital program as such. And there's a statistic from a, a 2021 Um, Harvard Business Review article that mentioned that 80% of companies accelerated their digital transformation plans due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And of course, you might have experienced that within your organization as well, that there were certain Microsoft tools or other platforms that were rolled out in a rush to keep the lights on as such. And of course, now we're in review stage in relation to a lot of the aspects that were introduced because of the pandemic. And once again, that then further delivers more change to the organization and a requirement to continue that leadership, that engagement. And talking about engagement, let's talk about the Gallup poll in 2022 that found that companies with highly engaged employees report a 50% higher success rate in change initiatives. And so then the pressure comes into the core people functions, but also the core people roles within organizations. People leaders, absolutely. And their need to not only be able to create a psychologically safe environment, but to manage their people well. And I think that's part of also the increase in pressure and awareness as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic, the shift in expectation for employees and team members with their people leaders around I want you to care about me. Um, I'm more than just a number. And the concept of quiet quitting, where people aren't tolerating the uh, excessive workload that gets thrown at them. So that loyalty spend that happens for 
people who do a good job. And then obviously the turnover rates that some organizations are experiencing because of their challenge that they have around changing their position on hybrid working or different areas around flexibility for their people. So, so many factors in organizations, all of them lead to change. And if you're looking to wonder why it's important that change management and change management capabilities are now talked about and introduced into organizations regardless of size, you just need to look at that constant pace of change coming through and the cost of, well, what if we didn't? If for the next five years, we're not looking to have that conversation, we're not looking to build those capabilities, what's going to happen? And the reality is for many organizations, for their people leaders, you're going to see a downward trajectory of engagement results because poorly managed change will continue to hit your employees. Your inefficiencies will go off the Richter insofar as the uh, perpetual change or issues that get created by projects that just get thrown to the business, just get implemented. Inefficiencies financially, inefficiencies from a time perspective, um, and it's going to impact the competitiveness of your organization or the ability for your organization to hit its performance measures. So ultimately, without change management being part of the conversation, making sure that you've got an enterprise view of change, making sure that you're looking at building that capability within your leadership cohort, but also giving them practical support to do that and not just you kind of throw it to them with the expectation that you should already be able to manage change well. It's just unrealistic to think that. Then you're going to find your organization over time, poor engagement results, hidden costs of poorly managed change, blowouts on your program budgets, and definitely, yeah, the the people engagement piece, which will hit a downward trajectory. So the question you need to ask is, what's the cost of not having this type of conversation or building these skill sets in your organization with your people? I hope you enjoyed this quick, short, sharp episode. And certainly begin to have the conversation if it's not already in your organization about whether you should explore change, change management and what that might look like for your organization as a way of working and come and visit us at myvirtualchangemanager.com. We have tools, tips, tricks around how to look at the world of change and Let's continue the conversation because change matters, because your people matter 